This is Sirius FM on 105.7 broadcasting in the East Rand. I think uh, we have our Mufti Ibrahim Smith on. A quick fire Q&A. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mufti Ibrahim Smith, who can get me at E. Van Ochend, Mufti Saab. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Shifat, yes, all good. Shukran, alhamdulillah. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank him for giving us the second Jum'ah in this beautiful, blessed month of Ramadan. Ji. So, Mufti Sahib, as you said, you know, Ramadan is already, uh, you know, going. And uh, this is how it is. When it comes here, we should embrace it. We should celebrate it. And uh, before long, it uh, leaves us. And uh, there we are. It's all gone, uh, Mufti Sahib. Lots of questions coming uh, for you as usual. This is a quick fire like none other. It says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. What is the correct ruling regarding asthma pumps for those that are fasting? Yes, Shafat, so there seems to be confusion on social media. Uh, that is because people nowadays, they want their fatwa from social media, from uh, Google, from all these places, you know, and they're creating the confusion themselves. Our fatwa has been in, uh, will be that Eshma uh, pumps and uh, these pumps, uh, sprays from these pumps, you know, that will invalidate the fast because uh, those pumps, uh, it contains medicine, so it is a perceptible body. And that perceptible body medicine that passes down the throat, you know, uh, although it settles in the lungs, uh, it will still invalidate the fast. Those people who give uh, or gave an opposing view, they are of the opinion that it is non-nutritive and uh, it just settles on the lungs. So if you go by that narrative and by that uh, analogy, then uh, the people who are vaping and smoking can say the same thing, uh, that uh, we're just taking one puff and it settles on the lung. But yet uh, we're giving a ruling for vaping and smoking also that invalidates fast. Why? Because smoking and vaping contains perceptible bodies. And uh, those perceptible bodies are nicotine and tar that passes the throat. And not because of the smoke only. It is because it contains something you can't see, but it is there. The same with uh, asthma pumps. You know, it contains medicine, uh, salbutamol, and all these other things that it contains in different variations. And that passes the throat and it uh, settles in the lungs. In that way, it invalidates your fast. And you only have to pay in uh, that day again, meaning you have to make a of the DG. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. What is happening in the Haram? Only 10 rakats this year, or am I not getting the full picture, Mufti? Shafat, you, you can't, uh, you know, that anything happening in the Haram today, nowadays, it is not uh, what it was uh, post or pre COVID. Uh, so, uh, since COVID time, they've been using and making changes, etc. You know, so many changes happening in the Haram, and uh, the people don't have a say because uh, the king and his cronies. And uh, that uh, the king's son, you know, they're making decisions, religious uh, decisions, you know, without any knowledge. And uh, that is folded down to the ulama. So the ulama only executing the orders uh, that comes from the top. So, uh, you know, depriving the people of all these uh, beautiful blessings in the month of Ramadan. And I think this was all along on the cards, you know, they, they wanted to reduce it. They actually want to read eight, but they have to bring it in gradually because uh, they're not following any of the badahib of the four schools of, of, of the Ahlul Sunnah, you know. So they're following their own uh, version of uh, in, in, an interpretation of uh, of Islam. So people should be careful. Uh, so if you're there, you can just, uh, whatever amount they read, you can uh, complete the rest of the G. Uh, Mufti Sahaba, does uh, vitamin B12 injections invalidate the fast? If it is uh, injected subcutaneously, uh, you know, through the skin, it will not invalidate your fast. Although it is a vitamin, it goes through the skin. Because what uh, enters the, the natural uh, cavities, nose, uh, mouth, and uh, private parts areas, you know, those things invalidate the fast. So this is injected into the skin, so your fast will remain intact, G. 
Can uh, Mufti uh, please uh, elaborate on the mass iftar phenomenon? Shafat, <laughs> you know, that is not a phenomenon. That is the whispers of shaitan that is whispered into the ears of the so-called organizers prior to the month of Ramadan, you know, he beautified the actions for them. And uh, they are only executing and carrying out what uh, he has commanded them to do. Where in the history of the Sahaba, anum, or the beloved hadith of Rasulullah, or in the beautiful Quran, with specific regards to having mass iftar parties, I call it parties, you know, because otherwise, how do you explain sitting on a beach, uh, waiting for the other, the most sacred time? And, uh, you know, you should be engaging in a dua, asking Allah for acceptance. And you sitting on the beach and uh, watching and looking at the waves, men, women, free mixing, intermingling of sexes, half-naked women running around there, jogging, does that. And uh, you think you're doing something good, you know. Did you see Rasulullah or the Sahaba do any of that? If they did it, there was a precedent, but there's no precedent in, in our Sharia. So that is all innovations, you know. The iftar is there. It's a private moment between you and Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You should be in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, you, you know, the sin will be on the organizers, double the punishment for them, for those people who innovate in uh, the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because the followers will be turning against him on a day of judgment and say, Allah, these people must guide it, and these people must lead us. So, you know, there's nothing to comment about the shifat. Uh, wrong is wrong. Even if it is uh, beautified, it will still remain wrong. G. Message uh, falling like torrential rains uh, this morning. This one says, uh, how come uh, we had no load shedding when the government was uh, threatened with mass protest, but suddenly it returned after the protest? Mufti? Mind-boggling, Shafat, mind-boggling. Yes, indeed, you just need to make a little bit noise in uh, South Africa, and uh, then you will be reprieved for a short while. And after that noise subsides, and then uh, things will return back to normal. So uh, this was, of course, to appease certain uh, parts of the community, you know, or certain groups of the community. And uh, when all settled down now, so they'll be back to see now stage three, stage four. In the month of Ramadan, people without inverters, they're suffering, you know, the, how to make the sihri home in the morning, etc. So, uh, yes, we're going back to the olden days. People, be prepared, be ready. There's nothing really to say and add to that, you know, they have their own agendas, and uh, they only introduce slowly, and this is not only in South Africa, it's going to be a global thing, uh, because after, after being robbed during the COVID uh, era with our money, even to spend it on uh, machinery, equipment, oxygen, that, that, now we have to spend all our money and uh, getting less value for money for electricity, Shafat, and you have to spend on inverters, generators, and fuel to fund these things, you know, so there's your money. Now the energy sector is booming again, so it's crisis after crisis, Allah protect us, G. I mean, uh, is a fasting compulsory upon reverts? Anyone who embraces Islam, then the laws of Islam become incumbent upon that person. So if a person has reverted uh, to the beautiful religion of Islam, then a fasting becomes uh, compulsory upon that person. Yes, in the beginning it might be a little bit difficult uh, abstaining from food and uh, drink, you know, from uh, dusk till uh, dawn or from dawn till dusk, you know, so etc. So yes, uh, you have to uh, you have to teach that person who reverted to Islam. What is fasting all about? What does it entail? What are the rewards, etc.? And in that way, it will become easier for the person to absorb, inshallah. As time, uh, you know, progresses, uh, it will be more acceptable to that person, G. What are the rewards of uh, performing Umrah during Ramadan? Anyone who's fortunate enough to go to uh, the Blessed Lands uh, and perform Umrah will receive uh, the reward to that equivalent of performing a Hajj. So that comes in a hadith, you know, uh, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, and uh, so that is uh, 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 reported by Ibn Abbas, that the Rasulullah told one woman, uh, why didn't you go for Hajj? And she said, son, in a, uh, 
the husband left on one camel, she only had one camel left. And he said when they return, you know, they perform Umrah in the month of Ramadan because it is equivalent to that of a Hajj. And people should note that it does not remove the obligation, the obligation of Hajj. That still remains. It only gives you the reward equivalent to that of Hajj. G. Uh, does applying a lip balm whilst fasting nullify the fast? No, not when you're not ingesting anything. You must be careful when you put lip balm and all these other things on your lips, you know, for your cracked lips, etc. So sometimes pieces of that will be uh, on your lips and uh, try not to swallow anything. Try not to allow anything to pass down your throat uh, and then your fast will remain intact and valid. I have a, a scheduled root canal appointment. Will this uh, procedure invalidate my fast? If you can delay till after Ramadan, it would be better for you because uh, the cleaning equipment, uh, that uh, thing that uh, they use to, to, you know, to put some water in your mouth and to clean and rinse, etc. The possibility of the water going down your throat, that is real, sometimes unavoidable also. And there's also the possibility of blood in uh, saliva mixing and going down your throat. So if your blood is more than the saliva, then your fast will invalidate also. So uh, these are chances, uh, you know, if you're willing to gamble with uh, one fast of the month of Ramadan, you can do that. However, if it is uh, so bad that you need to go and uh, you cannot anymore because of the excruciating pain, then you go. And if you're un- unsure, not certain, then you fast it then after the month of Ramadan. But uh, you have to ask your dentist if, uh, when they're busy with you, know that if any water, and you can feel also if water passes down your throat. So ask them to be extra careful because you are in a state of fasting, G. Uh, Mufti Saba, what is the reward for passing away in Ramadan? Yes, uh, Shafat, so there is one hadith recorded in the Musnad of Imam Ahmad, Rahimullah uh, Ta'ala, where Rasulullah Sallam said, whosoever his last action is the recitation of the kalima la ilaha illallah, uh, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you know, that uh, kalima, uh, tawheed, that person will enter Jannah. And whosoever uh, p- uh, passes away or dies whilst fasting, and fasting is his last action also, then that person will enter Jannah as well. And uh, the hadith carries on, you know, but that point I want to draw attention that uh, in order to attain Jannah, the person needs to be fasting. So, yes, whilst the doors of Jannah are open during the month of Ramadan, uh, in Sham it comes that uh, the people who pass away in the month of Ramadan, that is sinners and non-sinners, righteous people, they are saved from the punishment of the grave during the month of Ramadan. And then after the month of Ramadan, uh, they will be held accountable according to their deeds. So that uh, is not extended, uh, you know, to any person who just passes away during the month of Ramadan. In order to get the rewards of paradise, you need to do righteous deeds. And not by mere virtue of dying in the month of Ramadan, uh, expect to go in, in, into the paradise that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, uh, has created. And then secondly, on the day of Qiyamah, you will still be held accountable for your actions. And after that, inshallah, it uh, will either be decided, even if you passed through in the month of Ramadan, if you are righteous, you will go to Jannah. If you were a sinner who passed through in the month of Ramadan, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best where you will be going. G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. When is the uh, latest uh, that a person should uh, discharge Sadaqatul Fitr, and should I pay for my six-year-old as well, uh, Mufti? Yes, uh, to answer the second part, you need to pay for all those dependents uh, uh, under, you know, your children, etc., so you need to pay for them. The latest a person can discharge is Sadaqatul Fitr is before the imam, sends the member on the day of Eid. So before he gives the two Arabic khutbas, you need to discharge your, your sadaqat al-fitr. If you discharge it after that, it will just be uh, a normal sadaqa. It will be a normal charity. 
So you did not really pay the debt that was due upon you. So you see, that's why you, you have to give it. If you can give it earlier, the better, uh, because the people, poor people, the needy people, they also need to go and uh, find some, uh, you know, uh, protein, find some food, find some whatever they need for the day of eat to make them happy. So give it if you can. Give it, you know, if there's an unnecessary delay, that also is not right, because we're depriving the poor people of something that is due upon them that Rasulullah commanded me and you uh, to give them, G. Can uh, we feed uh, beggars uh, during the day in Ramadan? If you are a follower of the Hanafi Madhab, it is permissible for you to give uh, beggars food during the month of Ramadan, those standing in the robots, those coming to knock on your door. And believe me that they know that the Muslims are fasting during the month of Ramadan. They also know that the Muslims are generous people and more generous in the month of Ramadan. Those of our people following the Shafi Madhab, it is not permissible for you to feed a non-Muslim during the daytime in the month of Ramadan, as uh, the preferred fatwa in view in the Mother East, that uh, fasting is uh, compulsory upon all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning human beings. So in that way, a person cannot uh, uh, give them uh, food in the month of Ramadan. You should abstain from that and uh, stick with the view of the Mother that you follow, G. Is uh, zakah due on the cost price or, or market value of a merchandise, Mufti? It is due upon the market value of the merchandise, so you have to calculate all the stock that you have, all the merchandise that you have, and from there you find out what is the market value, and uh, there you can uh, add it up, and then you pay the cut on that, which will be 2.5%, of course, the same like on gold and silver. Uh, just just to make sure that uh, you calculate correctly the amount of stock that you have, you know, and then base it on the current, current market value, G. What is the ruling regarding a missed rakah of Tarawi? Anyone who misses rakah or rakaat, or the plural of rakah, uh, should make it up. You know, if you have time, then do it immediately. Uh, sometimes you go to the toilet in, in the masjid during Salat al-Tarawi or some other reason that you have. It doesn't mean that you've missed it now, that uh, it is must is gone. No, that uh, immediately after the completion with the imam, if you're reading in a congregation, then you complete those masrakats. If you're reading alone with them or wherever you are, then you complete that masrakat also. So uh, don't read 16, 17, 18, you know, complete 20 rakats. It has always been uh, the amount uh, that... Uh, has been uh, agreed upon uh, mostly by a majority of the scholars of this Ummah for Rasulullah Sallallahu Mufti Sahib, do I have to pay zakat on diamonds are forever? Diamonds are forever and it is not forever and it is not eternal. Diamonds only when you trade in it, you know, when you're using it as a business that uh, you buy and sell diamonds. So from there you'll have to calculate your zakat. If it is something that belongs to you personally, then there's no zakat on precious stones uh, because it is not gold and silver. So people can uh, can use that as uh, their discretion, G. Sam of Sabah, as we uh, look at, uh, Shiraz Randri is listening to us. And he says, uh, Mufti Saba, uh, lots of du'as uh, for Mufti Saab and assalamu alaikum to you, brother Shafaat. Uh, really enjoying the show. And uh, this is your small brew, right? And I'm talking to them, Barabhai. Hey, very good, Barabhai, S-A-K, alhamdulillah. Uh, messages flying in the screen here says, uh, uh, Mufti Saab, uh, okay, which one are we doing this one here? For a patient who undergoes uh, treatment sessions uh, that may result in vomiting, does this break the fast and easy obliged to make up, Mufti? Uh, so if it, the, the, it, if it is induced vomiting, you know, 
uh, we a person uh, voluntarily uh, vomits, uh, then of course uh, that fast will break immediately. If it is involuntarily, so the person couldn't control it and it's less than a handful, then his fast will remain intact. If it's more than a handful, then his fast will break also. In that case, when it happens, he only needs to make qadha of that missed day and uh, there's no fee to be paid for that because he's undergoing a surgery or medical treatment as well. We don't know what caused the vomiting in the first place. Shifat, best he ask and speak to his uh, medical uh, practitioner who's performing the, the procedure. Sometimes these anesthetics that they give you also, that also uh, makes a person uh, nauseous, you know, and that uh, causes vomiting. But nevertheless, the Fuqa have ruled the amount of vomit that comes out from the mouth and was it induced or was it uh, something that came out uh, normally or naturally, G. Mufti Saab, I get confused every year. What is fidya? Fidya is what a person pays if a person is unable to fast, Shafat. So that is generally what fidya is. So say people, chronic patients, etc., you know, or people with cancer or diabetes who cannot fast uh, uh, medically, uh, uh, they are excluded. So they will have to pay fidya every day. It is feeding a poor person the, the ratio of uh, the staple food of uh, the country or the province or the area where that uh, person uh, lives. And fitra is what you pay at the end of Ramadan or, and give the poor uh, people, you know, that is what Rasulullah has ordained and uh, mentioned to us in various hadith. So that is fitra. Uh, and some people make it in fitra parcels. Then you get the Hanafis, they give uh, cash. Then you get the Shafi, they will give uh, flour or barley or date or wheat, etc., you know, one of the staple foods of a particular country. So that is the difference between the two, G. Yeah, the Shafis are giving you uh, parcels. I know, no, they're giving you flour. <laughs> hey, the other guys are giving you dollars. Hey, ah, which one would you take, people? Wow. People will go for the money, Shafat. Everyone <laughs> will go for the money. Even in Cape Town, they're being encouraged to give money, you know, because we're going to eat a bowl of flour on the day of Eid. And whilst we're chowing up, you know, steak and this and that, uh, biryani and, pa, you know, pa, paella and all these things. So we have to look at what's in the good interest of uh, those people as well. So those who want to uh, to follow any one of the two views, they are uh, most welcome to do so also, G. Yeah, we just spoke about Fidia. What about Kafara, Mufti Saab? Kafara also, Shafat, is similar to Fidia, you know, when a person has a Kafara to pay, that also can be taken out and given to the poor people. Uh, so these are all terms, you know, uh, in Arabic, but it basic, basically means a, a penalty that you pay, or a financial penalty, I call it a financial uh, penalty that a person pays, uh, being unable to perform a fast, or uh, for a mishap that uh, happened during the fast, or that, uh, you know, something was beyond your means, you didn't make up the last uh, Ramadan, still have some days outstanding according to certain views in certain schools, then you have to pay that as well. So these are all financial or penalties for that matter that Islam is introduced, G. A message says, uh, Bruce Chef, on a lighter note, uh, please ask Mufti about uh, the UK and Scotland. What's happening? We got a Hindu there in uh, the in Britain, and now we have a Scottish Muslim Pakistani who is the Prime Minister of Scotland. And firstly, he's declared war on on uh, Britain, where he wants to have a cessation. He wants to have an independent Scotland. Since when a Paki makes a decision on the Scottish people? Mufti, <laughs> um, your your take on that? Shafat, uh, I, I saw that uh, guy Yusuf Hamza, not to be confused with the other Yusuf Hamza, you know. So, uh, yes, and he's got declared all, all in Islam as well, uh, promoting abortion and all these other agendas, you know. So, uh, yes, 
uh, we'll have to see where Scotland goes with all of this. It is becoming uh, Scotland and, uh, and Britain becoming like, uh, you know, mini India and mini Pakistan. And the battle continues and the battle rages on. But uh, it is not in the best interest for the Muslims of that place in particular. So you can see that these people have their own agendas and you are not being elected uh, by these uh, so-called deep state uh, uh, operatives and governments unless you comply to their standards. So this has been pre-discussed uh, and it has been, you know, Amrun Dubirabi Lail, they say that a uh, matter that has been plotted in the darkest hours of the night in order uh, to to uh, go ahead with the agenda. So I don't think there's any good in there for, for the believing Ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect, uh, you know, the Muslims of the UK and protect the Muslims of uh, of Scotland as well. If they want independence, then that will, of course, be bloodshed and war and fighting and all these things against Shafat. So that is part of the prophecy of Rasulullah sallam that towards the end of times there will be an increase in war. So no country is stable. Uh, stability only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you want stability, then increase in your good deeds, whether you're in the UK or whether you're living outside of the UK. Yes, sir, Mufti Saba, looking at this question, says, Assalamu alaikum, is there sunnah dua to recite uh, during Ramadan? Can we read the dua, Allahumma salimna li Ramadan, Mufti? Yes, it is a beautiful dua to read, Allahumma salimna li Ramadan, wa salim Ramadan, and uh, you know what, uh, then, uh, it, it carries on. So that uh, dua, normally people send it out. I saw many organizations also prior to Ramadan. That is when you beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you peace, uh, and acceptance during the month of Ramadan and to protect you in the month of Ramadan as well and uh, to protect your fast also in the month of Ramadan. So these are, uh, uh, du'as that a person can read out, uh, you know, throughout uh, the month of Ramadan as well. There's no harm in their G. A beautiful uh, Q&A session with Mufti Ibrahim Smith, the Dav and Karp Start. Hey, Scarps Kral. Like a fat frost in the plague, die. Scarps Kral. Mufti Sahib, your parting words uh, this morning? Zakbullah uh, to, to you and uh, to Yusuf also and all those people who've tuned in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, except from us that uh, today Jumas and Calvin in uh, Johannesburg, so I'm giving my bayan there. And then I'll join Sirius Sirim again on uh, Sunday, uh, just before Maghrib, inshallah, me and Yusuf, that uh, Nasiha every Sunday, and that will take us up to the Adhan of Maghrib as well. So don't forget to tune in also. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hey, Shah Mufti there. He got in his advert, Yusuf. He got it in. Very good, uh, Mufti Saab. And uh, yes, uh, keep it locked on to Sirius FM for brilliant uh, broadcasting. Lovely Nasheed interspersed uh, uh, Yusuf Asmal as a usual brilliant uh, top tech. And uh, don't forget the spiritual hour coming up. And uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein will be giving the translation of uh, the Jumma Kudba from the Holy Lands. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.